0: You are now listening to Vaulting the Walt, a direct-to-sequel podcast.
1: I don't know, like 2008, 2010, like, we're into robots now.
0: Everything into the mid-2000s was into robots. That was like our shtick. Like, that was the late
2: 2000s.
1: Yeah. Well, there's like there's like Matrix oh, yeah, robots, right? And that's like pre-9-11. And then there's, you know, we don't want anything to do with robots. And then I guess, I don't know, the iPod, the iDog came out and we were back on it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like a different kind of robot Yeah, oh, the iDog. It's more I like had, it, I
1: had an iDog. Sam, did you have an iDog?
0: I had an iDog.
1: Great stuff. That's how I listened to my iPod Shuffle.
0: Well, actually, I think I had a rip-off iDog because my mom would never buy like the actual brand. She always bought like off-brand everything. Stick
2: it to the big corporations.
1: That's
0: true. Money, money, money.
1: Speaking of money and uh, big corporations, <laughs> welcome to the Thought <laughs> about Disney movies.
0: <laughs> We're back. Remember, remember, like, the first two episodes I kept bringing up, we're back?
1: Yeah, and you just did it again, congrats. <laughs> <But, laughs> Do
0: you think we we're back was a Disney movie?
1: No, I think somebody just says the phrase, and then, you know, it gets brought up as the movie that was very bad.
0: Okay, anywho's, uh welcome back to Vaulting the Wall.
1: We're here talking about a good movie this week, <laughs> finally. Yeah. <laughs> this might be the high watermark. I don't... Uh, You know? Like, this might be the best.
0: I think this is the best.
1: I don't want to, like, forebode, like, the rest of the movies, but... You
0: know? Yeah, this one's really good. It's better than King of Thieves.
2: I think this kicks yeah. off a good era of them because after this you get like extremely goofy movie like Little Mermaid Two, yeah. like a few good ones coming up.
0: Wait a minute. KT, who's Oh, who's talking? Yeah, who's that talking? I don't know. You have a guest. Should I not talk till I was introduced?
1: No, no, it's yep. be fine. That's fine. You know, it's like a intrigue. It's a mystery.
0: Yeah, but it is. It's a big deal. Let's get a drum roll. <laughs> Kenny! Hey, <laughs> did you have to look up my name? No, I just thought KT was gonna fucking do
1: it. I'm sorry, I wasn't sure.
0: You got Kenny on the pod. Kenny hey. loves Lion King too. Is that why you're mm-hmm. here? Why are you here?
2: Yeah. yeah, um, you know, I was a pretty big, big Disney kid. Like, if we're going to the Kind of the Sam who knows nothing and KT who knows a bit more. I'm on the KT who knows a bit more spectrum of things.
3: Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm outnumbered. I owned
2: about, I think Lion King 2 is maybe the only directed video one I actually ever owned. Maybe Little Mermaid mm-hmm. 2. But it was a pretty big childhood favorite for me. And when you guys started putting the call out for, hey, is there anything we'd want to guest on?
0: This was my first pick. I Jumped on this very early. You did. You were one of our first locked-in guests.
1: Yes, and we appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You should, uh, speaking of, um, knowing things and not knowing things, all right, uh, welcome to Vaulting the Walt, a direct-to-sequel podcast. Uh, I'm KT, and I know a little bit more about Disney.
0: I'm Sam, and I know nothing.
1: And we're here to discuss those great and many varied direct-to-video sequels to classic Disney movies. This week, we're taking a look at Lion King two simba's pride sequel to 1994's the lion king good
0: movie
1: folks yeah this is good this i think this is actually regarded by many as the best disney sequel um which really? is why, yeah which is why i was saying beforehand like uh-oh because we're like what is this like the sixth episode five yeah. six something like that
0: well i don't know about you guys but i'm really hyped for extremely goofy movie
1: yeah, I mean, that's a good one, too.
0: I'm not sure if it's more of the best
2: sequel and it's at a certain point people stopped caring about the directive video sequels and didn't pay attention to them.
1: That's very true, because after this we kind of get into, like, the peak. This is kind of like the start of, like, the real big, like, every year, like, two or three are coming out. And I can understand why, A, you wouldn't really care about the ones that came before because they did seem to be, like, TV or the products of television. Or especially once you once they announce Lady and the Tramp 2, people really turn on the idea. Like, that's the watermark, I think, for, like, people being like, these suck, stop.
2: <laughs> once yeah. they go
1: into, like, the older Disney classics, quote-unquote.
2: Yeah, Bambi 2, I remember was on where I'm like, did we really need a Bambi
3: 2? <laughs>
1: yeah, I think this is the start of, like, a new era for... The sequels in a way because this is the first one about like the child right like this is setting up a uh common i don't know plot device i guess you could say that they return to a lot time after time because it's easier to make a sequel about the child of the protagonist than um like, about the protagonists themselves, you know?
0: Yeah, because they already had their arc solved, most likely, in most of these yeah. scenarios.
1: I think by this time it's two, we we won't see as many um, movies that were very clearly TV shows that got canceled for whatever reason, so they just got put together, you know, into a movie. I think there's only two after this, uh, because Disney kind of gave up on television shows, right? So yeah. this is like a whole new... Uh, and they actually really tried for this one. I mean, there's reasons why. We'll get into it. But um, yeah.
0: Off the bat, I thought about that thing you said last week about how Pocahontas too, like Pocahontas is known for its animation. So Lion King also is kind of known for how beautiful it looks. So I feel like it pushed them to try harder. Yes.
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. I feel like there was so much writing on... The sequel, because The Lion King, um, as you guys may know, is like one of the most successful animated movies of all time. Yeah. Da, da, da. Yeah. So, Lion King um, was the most successful movie of all time. Uh, for a hot second, it was the highest-grossing movie of all time before um, Titanic came and kicked it in the ass. A <laughs> few. You... Oh,
2: Jim actually. Cameron.
1: Wait. What year is Titanic?
2: Ninety-seven. Yeah.
1: Oh shit! Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. I was thinking ninety-eight. I was thinking of the sequel. Um, right, that checks out then. Um,
0: you thought Lion King two was top in the box office? Well,
1: I was thinking like I said that, and then I was like, wait, Lion King came out in ninety eight. How could it top Titanic if Titanic came before it? But I misremembered the years. I got them switched around. Yeah. Um, I still believe it's the best selling VHS tape of all time, The Lion King, to be clear. Um, so, and it's wow. one of Disney's most profitable franchises. Uh, I think part and parcel because they did this right. Like this helps build the Lion King brand. Yeah. So oh yes uh pre-production stuff. I can't remember if I mentioned last week, but in 98, actually I probably did because I think Pocahontas came out in 98 as well. Um but yeah, Moral, Shared Moral is rising the ranks as we noted last week. Mm-hmm. Um let's see. This movie, I don't know how much uh, research do you guys do into this out of curiosity?
0: Um well <laughs> I open the Wikipedia page often mm-hmm. um <laughs> What about you, Kenny? What what did you do?
1: Sam, so I'm gonna be honest, it was less of a question for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I did
2: I did some research. I did a lot of looking into because when you look at the Wikipedia production, it's like Andy Dick, who voices Nuka? Is that the character's name?
1: Yeah, the brother. Yeah, first. they
2: say that he was originally in talks to be what was what eventually became the Kovu role. So I'm like, how mm-hmm. accurate was that? And I looked into it and I, th- I don't know if he was actually going to be that, or if he was just sort of the first name they attached to it, and they knew the plot was about the... Su- the Well, at this point, the son of Scar, and they just said, oh, that must be Andy Dick then? And just trying yeah. to think of that performance as the romantic lead of this movie, and...
1: Yeah. Well, that's yeah. That, that kind of um, leads to something I wanted to talk about, is that when I was, you know, looking at all of this and stuff, I... I think this is possibly, at least, I don't know if it's because it's just got a lot of publicity uh, publicity because Disney did a big marketing campaign for it because they wanted to make money off of the most profitable movie they had ever made. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's a lot more kind of articles and stuff about the production process because it was also very anticipated. But this movie seems to have gone through, at least in comparison to others, and again, it's hard to say because there's not a lot of information about those, like kind of out and about. Um, but this movie specifically seems to have gone through a lot of changes and revisions uh, just from like the tidbits I was able to pick up. So you have the thing like the Andy Dick. Um, there's mentions of dropped characters like Zazu's wife was going to be in it um, for at one point.
3: Ooh.
1: One of the voice actors for the hyenas from the first movie said he was back uh, in an article. And then, you know, as you guys know, there's no hyenas in this movie.
3: Right. Um
1: one article indicated that at one point it was going to be called The Lion Queen,
0: which Ooh.
1: yeah, yeah, which I, I don't know if that would have worked or not. Um, And I, I, again, this is also stuff, some of this is from IMDb, so Grain of Salt, but Jennifer Aniston at one point was in talks to voice Kiara, the main character, uh, and some other actresses who I've found kind of mentioned were Alicia Silverstone, uh, Julia Roberts, Jennifer Love Hewitt, and Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, so I think just like just from that you can tell disney was really trying you know with what yeah. they wanted to present
2: yeah and even like nev campbell is like no slouch like that's at the height of scream's popularity
1: yeah i feel like we don't I, yeah especially like, I, I guess in the late 90s when did um scream come out
2: scream is like 95 maybe
1: okay yeah so this is like post scream like she's i feel like we don't really what what is yeah what's she up to now campbell
0: what is she up to now F- Filmography. Let's take a look. Oh, Scream was 96.
1: Okay, but still, like, this is post. So this is, like, two years after Scream, so she's... Oh, yeah, she was in Skyscraper. I was about to
2: say that in she's in theaters.
0: Skyscraper.
1: she, like, the mom? Yeah. Did, did, did anyone here see Skyscraper? Yeah, oh, in theaters. Oh. Yeah.
2: After a very stressful week, it was relaxing.
0: She nice. was on one episode of Mad Men. It's cool.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, I guess, yeah. So, like, now it doesn't look, like, that impressive. But I guess back then it was, like, hot stuff.
2: Oh, she was one of Derek Shepherd's sisters on Grey's Anatomy. Oh,
1: okay. She got that Grey's role. Um. But, oh, yeah. So other like voice actors as well. Um. I think most of the cast has come back for this, including Matthew Broderick. Yes. Uh, I think who were the replacements? Um. Rowan Atkinson and Jeremy Irons did not come back. Um. They were replaced by Edward Hibbert and Jim Cummings. Um. Our Winnie the Pooh friend again, uh, who actually did Scar's singing voice for the first film. Uh, so I guess Jeremy Irons was out. And yeah. they brought in Cummings. I and mean, it's not very big. Like I think Mufasa's um or James Earl Jones is back from Mufasa as well. But both of them only have like quick like dream ghost lines. They don't talk a lot, so it's not too big of an issue.
0: Matthew Broderick did this between uh, '98's Godzilla and '1999's Election. <laughs> <laughs> and then I
1: almost watched Election last night
0: i keep wanting to watch it
1: yeah it's on my watch list forever and it's finally on amazon prime so i was like is this gonna be the night i watch it um but it did
0: inspector gadget same year
1: wow (laughs) all the kids movies um hold on let me let me look it's
2: a big year for broderick
1: it's a big year for big broderick (laughs) Broderick. do you think he was considered for the role of uh big in big (laughs) what (laughs) no tom hanks Biggs? i don't remember his name we're talking about big Talking about big. <laughs> oh, let me <laughs> let me look at my notes here. We're um, big on
0: big here on the pod.
1: I'm a big fan of big.
0: Yeah,
3: I like big. It's
0: good. Yeah, big could His his, nom, his name is Josh Baskin in Big. That's right, Josh.
3: That's very. I think Roderick Josh.
0: would have been too young for Big
2: because, like, that was just a couple years after Ferris Bueller, where he's playing a high schooler,
3: right? Like.
1: That's true. It's like the late '80s, right?
3: Although
1: I, I um. I, when I rewatched uh, Ferris Bueller a few months ago, I was kind of like, "How old is Broderick when he did this?" And he was like surprisingly old, like not old enough to I think where it would have worked if he was a kid. And then he aged up into Matthew Broderick. I think like Tom Hanks was absolutely the right choice for that. Um, but like when you think like, okay, this guy, I think he's like twenty-seven or thirty. I was just kind of like, "Oh, he's playing a high schooler." Yeah. it's like a little bit he, like, "Ugh." That's-
0: it is kind of surprising. He looks pretty young.
1: It might be like mid-20s, but I was still kind of like, damn, he's not 18. But I, I, I don't know why I was surprised. It's like standard Hollywood procedure. Yeah. yeah. But we're not here to talk about big or fair <laughs> wheelers.
0: Big on big.
1: Big on big. We'll get that out of the way. Um, let me see. other. Yeah. According to articles, uh, this took about double the time it takes to make uh, the other sequels which I guess if you think, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, Lion King came out in 94, and it was in production before The Lion King came out. So this one had been cooking for a while. And I mm. think there are different like story points that people mentioned being dropped that we can bring up when we go through the movie. But uh, this is notable for being uh, inspired by Romeo and Juliet, just like the first one is quote-unquote like Hamlet, which I don't necessarily like but
0: yeah I took a I took a note at one point. I was like I was like oh Romeo and Juliet.
1: Mm -hmm. It's keeping up the Shakespearean thing. Although did you um I watched a like little like behind the scenes featurette uh like ten minute kind of documentary, not really documentary, I don't know, featurette from one of the D V D releases. And the director of the movie admitted that it was like Romeo and Juliet and the Manchurian candidate. What? Yeah. (laughs)
2: Wait, how oh, is it? Oh, because Kovu was like brainwashed into like.
1: Yeah, by his like evil mom.
0: He's not activated. Uh, mm. There's not playing way, okay. <laughs> no playing cards.
1: No. I haven't seen either of the Manchurian candidates, but oh, I know. You a way, gotta
0: watch the Manchurian candidates. You know,
1: I've heard they're a good time. Um, and I, I, I know what they are about, though. And I was kind of like, when I was watching the movie, I was like, that kind of makes more sense than Romeo and Juliet. I just it's easy to kind of like slap on any like romantic couple who,
3: yeah, is supposed
1: to be together and be like, it's Romeo and Juliet, you know, but
2: this one, like Romeo and Juliet kind of makes sense as a comparison point. Oh, one of the things I did read on. Uh, on this was the the person was saying oh yeah it's like romeo and juliet but like you kind of know where the parents are coming from like you know the history yes. there
1: it's not just like plain hatred right and i think that's like a big thing of this is that it's like about generational trauma and consequences um which yeah. is why i think and it i think it deals with that very well um but yeah i did but in a way i think I mean, it's interesting because Pocahontas So the people who worked on Pocahontas always say like that was supposed to be a Romeo and Juliet story. And I think even though like we discussed last week, that has a lot of issues. I think that movie works more as like a adaptation of Romeo and Juliet than this does in a way.
0: Yeah. The Romeo and Juliet, um, comparisons with this movie kind of end like around the midpoint. Um, And it it just kind of will come back here and there just in the idea of them, like, loving each other, really.
3: Yeah, I think,
1: yeah. We'll we'll get back to that. I think, I don't know, I guess it carries on in the tradition of, like, Lion King being compared to Shakespeare when it's only, like, a very surface-level comparison, I think. I don't, I think I kind of suggested before. I don't like that everybody says the Lion King is Hamlet. No?
2: I think Disney would rather have them say the Lion King is Hamlet than the Lion King is Kimba, the Light (laughs) what
1: <laughs> yeah, there's very much that too. <laughs> we didn't know, yeah. Disney did not steal uh from a Japanese beloved Japanese animated series about uh white lions. Nope. This has nothing have, to do have, with it.
0: Have you guys seen that? Have but, you ever seen it?
1: Yeah. 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 My parents liked it in the 60s and they watched it. So we had like the box set.
0: Oh.
2: Yeah. I've only seen like the stills of it when they're like, oh yeah, the um Oh yeah, this looks kind of similar, but
1: Yeah, there's like don't. videos on YouTube where they could I don't think like, the Lion like, King was stolen. No. It's I don't know, baby lions, like how it's yeah, You know, it's hard to say, I think, because they say that like, we hadn't seen Kimba. Um, and it's you know reasonable to explain or to believe that like this anime series from like the sixties in Japan hadn't made its way to animators, um then again it's also maybe not because you know the animation world who knows but we're not yeah. here to discuss the copyright infringements of the lion king as much as that's a fun thing you can watch those videos on youtube you can watch the comparison like side by side stuff all right what else um okay again so again the idea that this movie had been like a lot of things changed up in this movie and i think this is actually hmm. one of the movie's weaker points is that Kovu's relationship with Scar is kind of all over the place. And at one point, yeah, was... he was supposed to be Scar's son.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: It's a creative decision that it makes sense on the level of if he's Scar's son, it's very weird, but it does kind of weaken it on like a thematic level once you're like, oh no, no, he's just his unrelated heir who kind of looks like him.
1: Yeah, exactly. I guess at one point, yeah, so he was his son, and then Michael, so Michael Eisner is interestingly, like, kind of all over um, some of the changes here, so it, I, again, I don't know how much involvement, like, he had in earlier Disney sequels, but I find it interesting that he's all over this, and I, again, I almost wonder if it is because so much was writing on this as another, um, moneymaker right because the lion king was such a success um but he was the one who basically said according to things i read that kovu couldn't be scar's son because then they would be like cousins and that'd be weird which i agree with right
3: for I, like yeah. a disney
1: movie you don't want the cousins being like the romeo and juliet stories but it does make the story weaker because it's yeah like you said kenny it's like he's scar's heir but was he born before scar died like it's unclear you know, like the timing is fuzzy.
0: I was so confused by a lot of this. I also thought um, Kovu's older, like, sibling, um, Nuka. Nuka, Nuka. Nuka, yeah. Nuka, I, I was confused because, like, at first, Nuka kept, like, laughing like a hyena. I was like, is this like a bastard son with one of the hyenas?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like a hyena. What's it? uh Liana or something
0: yeah <laughs> like i genuinely I was like is that what this is but like I mean, no. he's, it's, he's pretty it's much not. taking
1: up like he and um the other girl um oh shit what's her name hold on i wrote it down um vitani are both kind of yeah. like the they're like taking up the whoopee and um oh, i can't remember the other one's names but they're taking up the hyenas roles right yeah.
3: Uh, yeah uh
1: what else what else what else what else i'm sorry i should have organized these ahead of time yeah. um
2: I'll say, the question of when was Kovu born does get addressed in a different Lion King property for the timeline, which we'll talk
1: about in a bit. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay, yeah. Kenny here is our resident expert on um, other Lion King media, so we will go over that in a second. I will also say, uh, Michael Eisner also had the idea to use He Lives in You, which is um, taking the place Uh. of the circle of life in this movie, um, and put it in this movie.
3: Um, I and swear.
1: do you guys know, like the, he lives in you is basically, so Libo M who was the musical arranger and worked on, um, he's South African, but he is a South African musician and composer. And he worked on the original movie to, um, like work with Hans Zimmer on the music and work with some of the more African elements of the soundtrack. Uh, mm-hmm. and shortly after the Lion King came out, he released his own album called rhythm of the pride lambs. Uh, which was music... And I think it's like semicolon was music inspired by the Lion King. Um, uh, from yeah. what I can tell, it was music inspired by the Lion King or stuff that he wrote for the movie that didn't get used. Um, like there's a song that Pumbaa sings that they ended up cutting that is on the album. And one of those is that is He Lives In You, um, which has become a really big Lion King song, like franchise-wise, because it's one of like the key pieces in the stage musical
0: um, oh really yeah yeah so I
1: think, and i i think it thematically works with the first movie but sorry kenny go ahead
2: oh yeah i said i was i've mostly been familiar with with he lives in you or the they live in you that they're from like the yes. musical recording
1: yeah yeah so in the musical it's mufasa singing to simba at the beginning like they live in you right he's talking about those great kings of the past and then it's it's reprised in the second act right with rafiki yeah. yeah um but this is huh. just used at the beginning of the movie um which we'll get to shortly but do we i guess why do like lion king impact um let's see let's see let's see
3: uh
1: yeah so like like i like suggested this lion king is one of disney's most successful franchises um so i think there was a lot writing on this movie specifically as a sequel and it worked because it's you know, like, it is successful. People say it's the best sequel. Um Obviously, they cared a lot working into it, um, which is a nice change from stuff like Belle's Magical Adventures. And Ugh. it actually... And it, this is one of the rare Disney sequels that Disney kind of continues to acknowledge. So do you want to talk about this, Kenny, now?
2: Yeah. So, after Lion King 2, Disney kind of stops advancing the Lion King timeline. Like... They make another kind of sequel, but it's Lion King one and a half, which is the right yeah, Timon and Pumbaa, Pumbaa one. And then a few years ago, they create the Disney Junior series, The Lion Guard. Yeah, right.
1: and when this, when I saw this was happening, I thought, oh, they're just ignoring the Lion King two. Like, I was upset, but.
3: But- the
2: Lion Guard takes great pains to like acknowledge Lion King 2 in continuity. It's essentially set, be- the first two seasons are set between kind of the time jump in this movie. Like, like the first Lion King, there is like a gap between Kid Kiara and sort of late teens adult Ki- Kiara. And what the Lion Guard presupposes is during this time, Simba has a uh, never a child, a son named Kion, who, as we all know in Lion King mythology, the second son, the second child of a king, it becomes in charge of a lion guard, essentially mm-hmm. a guard that protects the pride lands from danger and has elder granted basically
1: superpowers. So, we all know uh,
2: this. This is what we
0: all know from the first movie. This, we all know this. People are saying this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So
2: Kion has a gift called The Roar, which is essentially a sonic roar that can blast enemies far away from the Pride Lands, and if you can master it enough, even move Pride Rocks slightly, like up in the air. Ooh. And then the, and the show is, he has a bunch of non-lion friends, which... I believe in the show is a big deal where it's the first lion guard made up of, of her animals for whatever reason they had to justify that lions aren't visually interesting and you can sell more merchandise if you have other animals <laughs> be like things.
1: Right. He is like Makes a cheetah sense. friend and like a porcupine friend. Right.
2: Yeah. And Kiara is like around and she's like his sister and they have like a, a rivalry, but then they do have like an, an episode like, in the first season, called Lions of the Outlands, where he learns, hey, there's some lions in the Outlands, and they're hassling the waterhole. Of there's a good hyena char- character who he like helps out sometimes. So he goes and he meets kind of all the like Zira and Kovu and like N- Nuka and Vitani and yeah, v- Vitani and like st- yeah, basically all the ones from this one. And he has like an encounter and. Zira, as is her deal in this movie, tries to sell him on a platform of lion supremacy. Lions are the best. He's like, well, no, lions can't rule over everything. That's evil. And kind of at the end of the episode, he uses his roar to blast them out of the Outlands to far away where they don't interfere again until like later on with the idea of that's, that's where they are so we can keep doing stories without having to reference this all the time. And that mm-hmm. is set after kind of the meeting because Kovu, they have him going. Because initially Kion's like, well, this must be a mix-up. I can hunt to Simba and get you into like the Pride Lands. And Kovu's like, ooh, I get to see Kiara again. Ooh.
1: Aww. So he's a still um, a kid. This is like yeah. this is pre um, like puberty Kovu.
2: Yeah. So he blasts them out, spends a bunch of time fighting the ghost of Scar who inhabits a volcano.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what ghosts do. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Then at the start of season three, they they jump up to roughly Lion King timeline where they have the big final battle with Scar where he defeats Scar by forgiving him and letting the elders, Lion Elders pass judgment on him. Mm-hmm. Which they do through a volcano vanquishing rainstorm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, but in the process of this battle, Kion, he himself gets scarred with a snake venom scar, which is what turns Scar evil and oh. Scar used to be on the Lion Guard as we all know, but he lost I was his gonna mag- say, I,
1: I thought of that. Like, you know, Scar is the second child, and wasn't he the Lion Guard? Okay.
2: He lost his magic roar Ooh. by using it for evil.
0: Oh, oh so if you
1: okay, so if you use it for bad, you lose it. Okay. This is
0: yeah. very is this, all, is this all chronicled in some like Wikipedia page? There is oh, a yeah, lion yeah, there's guard.
2: There's a video. Ver- very extensive Lion Guard wiki. I actually watched the relevant episodes to this, to this thing. But then season three of this show that is aimed at six-year-olds is about Kion being concerned that, well, now he has a Scar. Is he going to follow Scar's path? Is he going to inherit it? So they But oh, it explains the absence by having the, the Lion Guard. They go off on a big quest to uh, something called the Tree of Life. Not the Terrence Malick movie, but just oh, a location <laughs> where he can kind of get this, hopefully get his scar removed, or at the very least get the venom removed and learn to live with his scar.
3: Scar.
2: Wow. <laughs> Did they yes. say then, the
0: Eminem song?
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then while they're off on this big quest, then of course the events of the second part of Lion King 2 occur. Right,
1: oh that's right. and he comes back, and
2: Kobu's like his brother-in-law, and he's like, "Damn, what happened here?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? uh, yeah. In the last episode <laughs> of the show, essentially, because this place is far away, these two like hi- good hyena characters like run up, and they're like, Uh, Zira's back in the Outlands, and she's planning on a big attack." And Kovu and Vitani are all grown up, and you're and you're in trouble. You got to come quick. So they head back to the Outlands, where or they head back to the the Pride Lands, where they discover Vitani has a Lion Guard now, because they've been oh, gone so shit. long, the events of the Lion King 2 have already happened, and she's like, well, I'm sister of the future king, so I lead the Lion Guard, and he's like, well, I'm brother of the future queen, so I lead the Lion Guard, and then it becomes oh a book, And then... Wow. In the end, it all gets resolved, and...
1: Right. Because it is a show for six-year-olds.
2: Yeah, Kion, like, essentially... Gives gives her the magic roar because he realizes the last step in mastering the roar is, of course, giving it up. Which wow. then, of course, if you
1: love someone, you let it go.
2: <laughs> yeah. Then he gets his roar back and heads back to the Tree of Life because he's mm-hmm. fallen in love with the Lion they Queen love of the Tree of Life.
1: Oh, there's a Lion Queen at the Tree of Life?
2: Yeah. There's like a Night Guard. I I jumped Probably. over a bunch of the episodes, but yeah, it's essentially yeah. his own love interest and a lot of his conflict is i have to defend the pride lands but i've kind of fallen in love with this person and we like the tree of life if only there was a magical way to resolve the situation and then hey. it turns out they're it
1: good for kion yeah that's that's like that that commitment to the timeline is kind of astonishing for disney i'm not gonna lie
3: you
0: yeah know? that's um i'm i'm shocked because like uh I I guess that just shows how important the sequel is to people.
2: Yeah, but Disney actually puts some effort into their Lion King properties and doesn't just do a cheap cash in, but has writers that go make this all make sense.
1: Um, and you know, I, you know, good on them as well for not you know having him end up with a Vitani because I feel like that's like an easy thing to do. But we should head back to the movie before Kion existed, and let's uh, get into this, shall we?
0: Yeah, let's get let's get into the movie we're here to discuss. Yeah. We, we've talked we talked the Lion King, we've talked to the Lion Queen. Now let's talk Lion King 2. Mm-hmm.
1: Simba's, Simba's Pride, Pride. A title Pride. that works on multiple levels. It does. Yes. Good good
0: good title.
1: Good good title. I think is better than the Lion Queen, especially since well, I guess there's a reason why they it could have come called that, but I'll hit on that later. But yes, we start off it's night. Um, this is possibly the one of the best openers to a Disney sequel. I think
0: it slaps so hard. I love this song. I, I really
1: d- like the opener to um, Little Mermaid 2, but this is very good.
0: Like I didn't know that this was in the the Broadway musical, so um, maybe I gotta check that out.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, the, the musical does um, ha- kind of like took I think uh, three songs from this like extra music I wrote for the Lion King album. Um yeah, and it, it's it's a good opener. It's not I don't think anything will ever beat The Circle of Life, you know, just starting on that sun and the um the singing, you know, but like this it's good. This is good. I like that it starts at night, not like during the day and we kind of fade into dawn and stuff.
3: Um yeah. it's no, it's I... a
1: different feeling from Circle of Life as well. Like Circle of Life like starts and this is much more Kind of like, mm-hmm. ooh, something's yeah. happening. It's like a build-up, you know? Unlike
2: Return of Jafar, which literally does Arabian Nights again. I'm glad that they're like, oh, yeah. we have this other song we can use.
1: Yeah. And I think that's generally a good thing about the sequel is that it respects the original and but doesn't just rehash um everything except in some places. But yeah, I they really easily could have done the circle of life, right? Because it's a circle, it keeps going. And that's how the the I mean, yeah. the first movie ends with basically the opening this opening scene, right? Simba presenting um, his child to the Pride Lands, uh, but we get this again with this like new exciting song um, that thematically builds on the idea that like Mufasa is in you and that like it's a it's not just a circle but also a legacy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And did you guys notice? I don't know how well you know the original opening of The Lion King, but did they reuse the shot of like the cranes flying across the mountain?
3: Did I. Yeah,
0: it's either they reused it or they heavily uh, drew inspiration. I feel like.
1: Right. I mean, they. Yeah, it's like the same idea of like animals kind of marching towards Pride Rock. Um, but I think yeah. that one shot of the cranes flying across what I presume is Kilimanjaro, um, it looks a hell. It's. I, I think it might be like the same, of animation. Yeah. <laughs> I might be crazy. I don't know.
3: But, say, um, I
2: have I have one knock on the opening, and that's mm-hmm. kind of, uh, and after Lion King, because this is in Lion Guard 2, they sort of ditch the Mufasa cloud in favor of of just anime and Mufasa in the sky, like he's like a reflection or something.
3: Yeah.
0: Which yeah, is it, yeah that,
1: it's very literal.
0: Yeah. It's weird. I, I didn't like that. <laughs> he was just like in well, the this- sun. <laughs>
3: I guess, well, this Maybe too, if you don't have cloud the, money,
1: but... <laughs> also the wind, right? Like they take a page from Pocahontas' book and they're like, Mufasa is the wind. And I
3: yeah.
1: I think it's fine to like do like, you know, like, you know, he lives in you and like the wind rushes past you and you can kind of like feel that from your dad. But to also include like the kind of like leaves and stuff um, is, yeah, it's it's a bit too much like Pocahontas for me where it's like, oh, magic wind. Um, And that, yeah, Yeah. that combined with like the literal, his literal face in the cloud is like, okay, okay, we get it. And I think that is where this, I mean, Lion King is like one of the best movies ever made in my opinion. (laughs) Um, But I think uh, that and kind of like Rafiki as well, where Rafiki is used in this movie as kind of like an exposition uh, monkey (laughs) Um, kind of like loses like the nicer subtlety of the original movie, but it's a good opening overall. I think you also noticed the animation maybe isn't as nice um, as it is in the original, but again, sequels. The animation here, I think, is better than Pocahontas, too.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: But yeah, not maybe at a theatrical level.
2: Honestly, after this, I, like, went to watch a scene from The the Lion King just to see the difference, and it's not that far off. Like, it was something where I'm like, oh, maybe The Lion King, like, was, well, still well-animated. I'm like, maybe it wasn't, like, as... Iconic as I thought because some of the designs are still like really like cartoony and you're like, oh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. um I think this also has like a scale thing. I don't, it's a kind of like the grandy. I don't.
2: Yeah. You, there's an animator, less but... animals
3: in this. Yes. Yes. The um, scale,
0: the scale feels different, especially there's some later songs um where like it just feels way smaller. And mm-hmm. I feel like that happens a lot of a, a lot of these sequels we watched so far is like, yeah. No matter what, like, even if they're trying to make it feel grand, it always, for some reason, just feels smaller, and I'm assuming it's budget. <laughs> yeah. It's not noticeable when you're, that. like, a
2: kid. It's not yeah. noticeable when you're a kid. Like, yeah. as a kid, I'm like, oh, this is cool, and then I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's definitely less lions, like, just in background shots and stuff.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, like, I don't know if it's just because, like, the circle of life is at least to me like very iconic and like the music works so well with the opening shots. Um I mean they do like the lift up thing but it's not like quite as impactful because I think in like Circle of Life it's like there's like some drum beat or something that kind of gets it going. Um whereas He Lives in You maybe wasn't written for the scene specifically so it it doesn't have that same like holy shit like the you know they're lifting the cat up to the sun. Um uh da, 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 da. yeah but it's it's still good, you know?
0: It is still good. And we get something that I thought was weird. Uh, Timon's the first person to talk. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's because in the interim, there had been a Timon and Pumbaa animated series. So for uh, the last couple of years, like, they, that's how people are mainly getting Lion King through the Timon and Pumbaa show.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is a wild TV show. Um, not as much care put into that as it sounds like the Lion Guard. Um Yeah, they make a joke. They're like, oh, this little kid, we'll teach him how to eat bugs and stuff. And then someone says, hey, it's a girl. And they go, it's a girl! Cut to title card. Cut to title card, which is very strange. The Lion King does a similar thing where it has the Circle of Life finishes and it's like, boom, the Lion King. It's very impactful. But this loses, and I get what they're trying to do here, like, you know, mirroring that, um, but it loses the impact when it doesn't, like, end straight on, like, this presenting the new child to the Pride Lands, but instead, um, you know, it's a girl! Yeah.
2: (laughs) That's when I got a little worried where I'm like, oh, is this not as good as I remembered it?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that is a dumb, like, 90s joke. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah. It was I, in I love all.
1: The... That... <laughs> no, sorry, go.
0: It was. It definitely was something they used in the commercials for the
2: movie a lot, where like it would be the first mm-hmm. thing where they're like, "Oh, look at him!" It's like actually, it's a girl. It's a girl. Like that's how I they marketed know. it a lot.
1: Yeah, um, that. Yeah, and I guess this is also kind of like the opposite thing, right? Like I think Lady in the Tramp too. Like the main character, they don't focus on any of the girls. Um, Lady in the Tramp have they focus on the boys? So it's kind of like you know, like the gender thing, right? You flip the gender to its opposite. And someone did note um, in that future I watched that they made Zira a woman specifically because of that, because they didn't want to seem like they were rehashing um, the original movie, so they flipped the genders. Which, I mean, I guess it's good, I guess, but then, yeah, you know, it's like good, yeah, you know, female lead, um, but the joke, the jokes that are made are not perhaps the greatest thing. Um, Else, yeah, and then it's oh, oh, sorry, I was just gonna say it's surprising that Timon and Pumbaa don't know when she's a girl when it's maybe like I- I've always understood it that it's like a few days has passed since the child was born, you know, yeah, like they're not like brand new, but they're not, they can't talk yet, but
3: um,
0: yeah, you know, um, show me the lion balls, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sam. <laughs> I mean, I assume
2: Timon and Pumbaa were living in like. Wherever they live, and then they just made the journey out to Pride Rock for this,
1: okay, so like they're they're visiting, they're coming in from out of town, okay, yeah. like, <laughs> they just
2: got there. they're making themselves at home. They're going directly <laughs> on the rock. they're running I, late, yeah, <laughs> I had not realized they were on the rock at first. I thought they were just down there with the other animals right. I'm like
0: chicken.
1: Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead, Sam.
0: We should get Lion King one and one fourth to explain them showing up to the ceremony at the start of Lion King uh, oh, two. No,
1: Sam, that's how Lion King one and a half starts.
0: Oh wait, I uh, oh. already
1: do that. Well, no, Lion... one and a half is
2: where they were at the start of one.
0: Yeah, but so they be... they
1: include like Simba's thing in Lion King one and a half.
0: Oh, hmm. oh wait,
1: sorry. Do you mean coming to this ceremony?
0: Yeah. They oh, I'm
1: sorry. I misunderstood. I thought keep, you meant with simple. Like just Keep making more
0: thing. Lion King one and one fourth, one and mm-hmm. one six.
1: <laughs> just get really minute. Um, I'm sorry, I misunderstood you there. Um, yeah, no, that'd be good. I'd sign up for that. I love. I love Nathan Lane. He's great. I love Timon and Pumbaa.
0: Nathan Lane fits very well as Timon. Yes, he does.
1: Um, you know, just like the fun gay uncles. <laughs>
2: One of the few good things about the 2019 version is Billy Eichner does a really good job filling in for Nathan Lane as, like, new to Moan.
1: That's, Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen are the only two things at this point that, like, have got me going for, like, reasons I should see Lion King 2019. That's it. Just yeah. them.
2: <laughs> I- they are the only reason to watch that.
1: Okay, well, that's good to know when I eventually watch The Lion King 2019.
3: Um. Okay.
1: But yeah, okay. Back to the movie. We we you know she's a baby, um, and then she's quickly a, a bit older of a baby. <laughs> she's cute. Yeah. Baby lions are cute, guys. I don't know if you knew this.
0: Um, they're like kittens. You just want to hold them.
1: Yeah, they're really cute. She's of course she's a lot like Simba um, in that she's very adventurous, and I I do like hear that like Simba's being the overprotective parent. You know. Like after In his Nala. experiences of being blamed for killing his father and, <laughs> and causing the kingdom to almost like destroy itself he's a bit worried.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um he tells about the outlands which we learn are like this where like exiled lions who are loyal to scar live. Uh sazu kind of is i don't know retired or something he's still around but you know he's not the babysitter this time this time it's Timon and Pumbaa.
0: Um because we need the antics. You gotta we need the an- antics
1: yeah you do um and oh boy did it get up to antics and i think that's the reason why they're not very good babysitters
0: <laughs> yeah um they so kira gets off on her own um for a bit and this is this is when you get um timon and pumbaa set after her to keep an eye on her and mm-hmm. um they scare she doesn't
1: appreciate her. that.
0: Yeah, she doesn't like it. They scare her into the water, and then Pumbaa's like, "I know what." To- that was terrible. Cut that. Um, <laughs> cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> um,
3: Pumbaa. Oh,
1: sorry. As we try to do Pumbaa, I played Pumbaa once in a school play, like showcase. Really? Mm-hmm. really? Yeah. It was. We were doing like a Disney showcase, um, and we cast someone as Pumbaa, and then he dropped out, and we were like. The longest time we are like hey you can do to this other person we we're like we, you can do pumbaa right and he was like absolutely not uh and then like two days before the show we were like can you practice and he was like i told you i'm not doing pumbaa and i was kind of coordinating it so i was like fine i'll be pumbaa um but it was a kunmatata, so i wasn't singing much anyways not my time um it's time about crocodiles right isn't crocodiles happen
0: yeah um yeah they they get scared, so she gets off on her own and she meets mm-hmm. uh Kovu mm-hmm. yeah, and they, they run into some crocodiles,
1: yeah, and she's kind of playful, and he's kind of like, you know what are you doing? what is this the, playing you're doing
0: rooting <laughs> young lion with dark hair and mm-hmm.
1: um <laughs> he's you know he's a brown should, lion
0: should we, should we talk about this should we talk about how people are horny for this or no we should wait till he's older
1: we should wait yeah we should wait
0: <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. horny for like baby kovu yeah yeah no yeah never mind never mind
1: <laughs> okay um but you know they're playing in the water and she kind of like is it who jumps in it first is it him who kind of like jumps onto a log and uh, it's not a log
0: it's a crocodile. It's
1: a crocodile, and this is terrifying. I saw storyboards of this, and the crocodiles look a lot more cartoony, and they really amped the heck up these crocodiles and how they look. You know,
0: it was freaky.
1: Um, so they, you know, they're kind of trying to escape the crocodiles. At one point, it looks like Kobu's gonna bite it, um, uh, but then Kiara saves <clears throat> him. That's good. You know, he she does something nice for him, and he's like, "Whoa, people can be nice."
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs>
1: and they, they eventually get out of it and they like stick their tongues out of the crocodiles that's cute
0: yeah then she tries to play tag with him they're like mm-hmm. trying to mess around uh He's,
1: again like what the hell is this yeah
0: and then she like roars at him and then <laughs> he goes to roar back and simba roars at him mm-hmm. like and wow gets, who did that <laughs> he gets scared so bad
1: yeah and this is where we realize that, like, oh shit! Like, he's an Outlander. I guess they're technically in the Outlands, right? Is that a thing?
0: I think they're like on the
2: edge because they're shows outsiders up. is the term they use. And then
1: right, but like, where are they? Like, this like Crocodile River? Like, is it in the I Outlands? Think, is I, it I think, the think it's in it okay. the Pride
2: yeah. Lands. It is the Pride Lands because he has a line oh, to zero right. where he's like, you know, the like punishment, and right, then it's yeah. like. Okay, take your pound of flesh, and essentially dare Simba to kill her son.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, we, immediately we, like, meet her, and she's, you know, sacrificing her son up for death, and you're kind of like, oh shit, who is this lady? Um, they all go, Zira, Simba, Simba, Zira. Um, it's like that scene in Shrek, you know? <laughs> Shrek 2.
3: Oh, let's
0: talk about Shrek.
2: It is oh, exactly I'm... that scene, because, except <laughs> <And> it's then... a <laughs> donkeys going donkey. Yeah, except, on, yeah,
1: it's, yeah, it's yeah, it's yes, exactly, 100%. Yeah, so this is the our introduction to the Outlander Lions. Um, Zira's not great news. Simba says, you know, he, he, you know, he's kind of like talking at her, but talking at the audience of like, you supported Scar, you have to stay out. Uh, I think this is also the first introduction of the idea that Ovu is a child and really has done nothing wrong at this point, you know? Like he's being yeah. blamed for his parents' actions when he's a, a child.
2: Lion Guard goes a bit more into, like, the backstory of why exactly they were banished, which was after Simba was king, Zira kind of was like, well, Scar appointed Kovu to be his successor, so therefore Kovu is the king. And there was sort mm-hmm. of just the struggle over that that made him say, okay, yeah, no, you all get out.
1: Okay, I guess that makes sense. I, it's, like, similar to, I guess, like, a English Revolution thing. Um, and like which Lonnie might be Prince why Simba is...
2: Yeah, so it might be why Simba's specifically, like, going, no, Kovu, mm, no.
1: Okay, I guess that checks out. I mean, I get it in the context of this, too, but it's still, like, I think the movie also builds on it, you know, the idea that why is he paying for the sins of his parents, in a way, even though Scar isn't his parent. (laughs) Um, Simba has too much pride. He has too much pride. Damn, this level, this, this title, man, working on the levels see at this point i think as well i noted you can really feel the lack of um zimmer's score here right like i think at least for me a big part of the original movie is zimmer and how impactful the score is and how well it works with the movie and you can kind of hear here that the score maybe isn't as thought out of or as like just you know it's not a zimmer score you know
0: yeah, the score, especially later on, it just feels like they're having a fight. So fight music, like it just yeah. doesn't feel as um, in in with the fabric of the movie.
1: At one point later on, they used church bells, um, which really stood out to me. I was like, "What church bells in, in the Lion King? They don't have churches, you know." Um, it just sounded like super churchy. I mean, I know you can like use instruments to different effects, but it. it yeah, it just sounded really out of place. Um
0: These lions are atheists.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. They seem to worship the dead kings in the sky.
0: Yeah, the, I don't know.
1: They worship the circle of life.
0: that's, that's, that's very their. True. There we that's go. Their that's religion,
2: it. nature. When someone dies, their circle of life has been complete. That's what they say in the mm-hmm. lion guard to get around being a show for six-year-olds. When they're like, "We're <laughs> like, <laughs> what happened to Zira?" It's like, oh, her circle of life completed.
1: Hey remember What happens when you end your own circle of life? We'll get into oh. that. Uh, um,
3: Will? Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. It.
1: I got a little production tidbit on that. Um, oh. Yeah. Okay. And this is also, I don't... Again, a little tidbit from the uh, featurette. Um, did you guys notice that for most of this movie, you see Pride Rock from the other side?
0: Oh, my gosh. No, I didn't really...
1: Uh-huh, they do, and it's because it's the shadowy side, and Simba has to deal with his own shadows.
0: Oh my gosh, the title. <laughs> says the director.
1: <laughs> now, for a
2: movie that's obsessively about Kiara and Kovu, like, Simba really has the big emotional journey in this
1: film. Oh, yes. Agreed.
0: Yes. Yeah, because yeah, he's the one who has to change to allow them, because, like, if, if Simba wasn't there, they would just be together, you know? For the most yeah. part except Zira, but it, um, as much as
3: it is
1: kira dealing with her own issues it's her issues kind of stem from simba's issues with his own past
0: yeah and he's a he's like on the good side you know so like yeah it's his journey it's not like Zira's journey
1: <laughs> well, you know it's a circle of life you know just simba's circle didn't end at the end of the lion king he, he gotta keep working on his issues yeah um let's see i like also what Ki- Kiara kind of has her own thing here like I think some of the um, the trap that other uh, like children sequels right the sequels that focus on the children of earlier protagonists fall into is that the protagonists act the same or have similar similar motivations to the same movie like I think Little Mermaid 2 is a good right. example of that um, which can work, but I like hear that Kiara does. Like she's like basically saying, "I don't want to be queen," whereas Simba was very much like, "I can't wait to be king." He sang a whole song about it, you know.
0: Whoa.
3: Um,
1: <laughs> but Kiara is very much like, "I don't. What if I don't want to be queen?" Right? Like she's questioning yeah. her role in the circle of life.
0: Speaking right. of the re- like, they're like um, uh, the the religion of like the Pride Land. She she's questioning all of it. She doesn't quite get it. You know? Right. she's like, "Why do I have to fit into it like that?"
1: She, yeah exactly she's like why does it have to be this way um, and then we get to another song uh, we are one started off by simba that becomes a duet with kiara this is good to you i think this is this is kind of the song they decide to focus on for the rest of the movie right like this is they, like you can hear it an instrumental version play again at the end um mm. and again it's i like that it's it's you know it's about family it's about and again like during the song we see Um, the children of other animals like hippos and rhinos and stuff Um, and yeah I don't know it's like finding your place in the circle of life it's about family which really resonates with the rest of the movie and I think it's clear that this was maybe written for the movie as opposed to he lives in you yeah yeah
2: it's fine like I think on the whole the songs in Lion King 2 with a couple exceptions aren't as good as the Lion King one ones, but yeah, like, this one's fine. It' better than uh, a never song. We'll get to later the, in the second half.
0: I'm curious. There's like three songs here that I really like, but yeah,
1: interesting. Lion King two also has one more song than the Lion King. Like oh. they, it's like you know, because there's only I think there's only five in the original, and there's six here. Hmm. Yeah, like they actually take more time like with the song from this one, which I found interesting. Um. But then again, there's one song they could lose. (laughs) Heyo. I wonder if we're all thinking of the same song. Um, But yeah, it's like a good, I don't know. We are one. It's good. We get like Kiara expressing her anxieties about it and Simba as well. Uh, Yeah. And then, you know, we cut to Zira and the Outlands. And I like that they're like living in like termite mounds, like empty termite mounds, you know? Yeah it looks cool it's not like it's it's it is different from scars like old hyena lair because they mentioned they they visit there later we get an explanation of you know why they hate simba specifically or at least a better one Uh, and they explain why kovu is so important we also meet vitani and um noku right noku Mm
3: -hmm.
1: here um Noku is kind of upset that he's older, like, he kind of looks like a scrawny teenager. <laughs> uh, it's Nuka. Um, yeah. Oh my god, I'm so sorry, Nuka. Um, we meet Nuka, and he's kind of upset that he's not the heir, which, he has a point. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, they're brothers and sisters, right? They're all a trio, they're all related to each other. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I'll say Nuka and Matani have really good character designs, like...
0: Again, yes, I'm I allude
2: to many of the lions look kind of generic, because there's only so much you can do with lions, but...
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say I don't really like Zira's design. She looks weirdly, like, way too cartoony evil, compared mm-hmm. to, like, Scar, who just, like, was handsomely evil, in my opinion.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually did note that. I think all the Outlander's design is really, or are really nice, Um, are really, like, well thought out, and, like, unique in a way that... Sets them apart from the other lines in the movie. Um, Yeah. We get, uh, yeah, you know, more of like Zira kind of being like a terrible mother.
3: (laughs) She sings my
1: lullaby. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Sam.
0: She's not a good mom. Uh, Speaking of my lullaby, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Kenny,
0: you got thoughts on this?
2: Oh yeah. So my hottest Lion King take is I am not a huge fan of the song. Be prepared. It's oh. a good song. I just mm-hmm. don't understand the hype for it. Even like the other night, I watched it again. I'm like, I don't get it. It's just I'm going. Be prepared. Like, it, like it's catchy, but I think my lullaby is the better song. It's
1: interesting. Okay.
2: It's, in terms of, I mean, it's similar to like it's it's the villain song. She's setting up like her plan, but I, I think do. just. With the kind of lullaby medley, it's a bit creepier. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. think having Yeah. And Nuka and Vitani's little like inter things where like Vitani's all in and and Nuka's you know just not having it where you know mm-hmm. the different ways to say, Kovu, what a guy like near the yeah, near the end, like I just think as establishing a threat, I think my lullaby is just more effective.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I thinking about it now. I think yeah, "Be Prepared" for me at least really works on the imagery and um, or that like the animation in that scene particularly, and I guess the instrumentation as opposed to the lyrics. So I can I can see why you feel that way.
0: Yeah. yeah, I really like "Be Prepared." The, I like this one too. Um, I this was what I was mentioning earlier though. Like, it feels like it's supposed to feel more grand, and I mm-hmm. think yes. Budget limitations of a direct to video yeah. sequel hurt this one a little bit. In that, they're sense. they're doing
1: a lot of interesting things with like lighting here, right? Because they are like living in a termite mound. Um, yeah. so they do try to go for like that dramatic lighting, but it doesn't quite reach like the levels of like thousands of hyenas goose stepping and yeah, you know, this like sickly green lighting that uh, Be Prepared has. So, yeah, I'd agree. Um, fun, do you, okay? So, fun credit fact about this uh my lullaby won or i should have looked this up i'm sorry it was nominated at the very least for an annie award uh and do you know who wrote the lyrics for my lullaby i don't uh joss whedon
2: what (laughs) (laughs) yeah that explains a bit
1: (laughs) yeah he When I was looking into this, it was like, Joss Whedon has songwriting credits on this. And I was like, what? Which one? And then, I, you know, I stuck around to the credits, and it's this one. This is, I I don't think he's credited on any of the other songs. It's just this one.
2: Um, In between writing Toy Story or whatever, he, like, just jotted this down?
1: (laughs) Right, I wonder if he just, like, knew someone at Disney where they were like, I don't know, just bring in my friend Joss. He can, like, you know, zip some things up. See, yeah, this and Toy Story, like, he just kind of seems to be at Disney in the late 90s. I guess yeah. Pixar's not Disney at this point, but Disney adjacent. Um, yeah, man, Josh Whedon. I think he's yeah. So he's one of his like Annie Award nominations is this Lion King two. <laughs> um, oh. I, I think I also mentioned at this point, um, Suzanne Plachet, who's voicing Zira, um, was also nominated for an Annie Award for her work here, and this is the last like original movie she does, um, or at least um i don't know how to say it but she voices um what's her name she voices the villain if you can call her that in spirited away in the english dub
3: oh okay her name's yeah, escaping yeah. me at the
1: moment um, but this um, is like the last she comes like i think before this she had last worked in like the late 80s and this is the last i guess like uh, originating kind of work she does before she retires and dies eventually. Yeah. But so I mean people like applauded her work here and yeah, I don't know. It's a it's an it's an effective song, my lullaby. I think we can all agree on, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think, so that I was think she's good.
2: good.
1: Yeah. yeah. She's pretty good. I like, if you can't
2: have Jeremy Irons again, like it's Yeah.
1: He's a good like person to fill in. Um All right. And then this is when we cut to kind of like yeah, and it's I don't know about you guys. I could have done it with a bit more of yara and kovu hanging out as cubs you know like maybe they like hung out a few times without realizing who they were at first
3: yeah Yeah. the cute
2: section of the movie feels a lot more perfunctory than like in lion king
3: yes agreed
0: yeah because it feels pretty quick here that it's pretty much right after my lullaby don't we cut to rafiki
1: we do. And this is this like kind of works as the time transition, but it's very unclear. Like I was like, okay, when are we getting a montage? And then it cuts ex- after Rafiki. Um, and we'll talk about the Rafiki scene, but after Rafiki, it cuts to Kovu being like a mature lion. You're like, oh, okay, I guess yeah. they're old now. Um, which is kind of what I meant before, like Rafiki kind of being like a crutch where they can just use him to express time passing and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we're at Rafiki's, like, hut, and he's painting lions on the tree again, like he was in the first movie. <laughs> uh, and I guess he gives Kovu a mane, which is, like, the indication that time has passed. And he's like, oh, Kovu, weird, huh? And then the Mufasa wind comes back and is rustling through the wind, uh, sorry, through the leaves. And uh, Rafiki is like, you crazy old lion, no. And then Mufasa is basically, basically like, what if they dated? <laughs>
0: Mufasa is like, um, uh, people on Tumblr making, sh- he's shipping them. He's like, ah, ha ha what <laughs> if?
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Basically. And Rafiki's like, no, absolutely not. And then he's like, well, maybe, I don't know. This could like resolve the issue between the Outlanders and Simba and the Pridelands. Um, yeah. And then, like I said, we cut exactly to, um, like a zoom up of Zira kind of psyching Kovu up for something. And he is a full grown lion now. And now Sam, did you want to talk about what you wanted to talk about earlier?
0: Oh my god, he's so hot. Oh, I'm so <laughs> horny for this lion. <laughs> no, cuz this is like a thing, isn't it? Like online, like I don't know. Yeah,
3: you guys remember?
0: You-, <laughs> you remember that thing on Twitter a while ago where someone drew Simba and Scar like <laughs> like like buff men? People <laughs> people are horny for these adult lions, man. <laughs> people are horny for these adult lions, man. Built lions,
1: man. I will say from my time on um, deviant art that there are people who like kind of draw themselves as lions like in this style um and they kind of have I think it's like they're
0: I think yeah. they're called
1: like personas.
0: oh you think like I know
1: <laughs> it's like adjacent so it, like it I can understand. But it's it's, a, it's a just a bit weirder to think about compared to like I don't know Aladdin's dad.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Aladdin's dad's pretty hot though if we can bring that back up again.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like but he's a human.
2: <laughs> but like Robin Hood runs into this thing too, right, where people love the fox and Robin Hood?
1: Just... Yes, yes. And I mean there's a whole section on the Robin Hood Wikipedia page about Robin Hood and the advent of furry uh, sorry, furry communities. That's so, uh... <laughs> But that feels like a halfway point where you know he wears human clothes, they act like humans, you know, whereas like these are just lions. Not wearing clothes.
0: You can draw them with clothes if you have artistic power. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. But yeah, Kovu is known. I get people like Kovu. It makes sense. I don't know. He's yeah, he's dashing, I guess.
2: Brooding and mysterious. We got her he's boys. Burning, we yes. got
0: her to admit it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, anyways, he's grown up now, he's all ready to kill Simba, (laughs) and they got a plan. Oh, also, I guess, I need to get better at this, they're also, he gives Zira an idea when he's still a cub, he's like, why can't I just be friends with Kiara, and Zira's like, are you crazy? But then, but then she gets an idea. She gets a little, little tidbit of something to do, you know, what if, what if she, she thought Kovu was her friend.
0: Ah. And but then he supplanted them from the inside.
1: Yeah, you know. And then I think this is like this is kind of like when the Manchurian candidate thing happens, right?
0: Yeah. This is oh. very Manchurian candidate. Like the mom um planting her son as like a sleeper agent type thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Except he right they don't know in the Manchurian candidate, right? Whereas he knows
2: yeah Manchurian candidate like he i mean he he works with like his mother but like I don't think he realizes he's being activated,
1: mm-hmm. but here
2: he's uh, he's actively on board with this plan, yeah,
1: um, which is, so we cut back to Kiara, who is also an adult now, or at least older than she was uh when we last saw her, and she duh, 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 what happens um Sam. <laughs> For those same just sent uh the two pictures of Mufasa and Scar in human clothes.
0: These were oh trending God. on Twitter a while ago and everyone was like, quarantine made y'all horny for lions.
1: What part
2: <laughs> of
0: Twitter are you on?
1: Yeah, honestly. What?
0: <laughs> Wait, okay. I didn't
1: see these. This was okay. not
2: a like big thing. No one made a Twitter moment over this.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um uh I plead the fifth. <laughs>
1: All right, fine, we'll move on. Just, oh my god, Sam.
0: <laughs> are you guys kidding me? This was, <laughs> like, people from high school I knew liked these.
1: <laughs> no, I, yeah. The Mufasa you're... one
0: looked kind of good. The Scar one
2: is, they're just trying to. one is, hard. like,
1: big, like, I don't know, like, Loki vibes, you know?
2: Draco Malfoy-ish, like.
1: Mm, you know, like, sniveling.
0: People were comparing the Mufasa one to, like, Jason Momoa's body, like, uh, like He's a the big guy. a little tattoo, I see, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. We need, okay. No, but we're not talking about. We'll post these on our Twitter. We'll oh post God. Them on- <laughs> Anyways, uh, we cut to Kiara and she's now a young adult and she's going through what appears to be some sort of like um, age ceremony, right? Like or like coming of age ceremony where she goes on her, her own hunt, hunt, hunt alone. Yeah, her first hunt, all by herself. Um and she, you know, she pleads with Simba to let her do it on her own, and she um and he goes, okay, but then he sends Timon and Pumbaa after her, just in case, which is
3: yeah.
1: uh, a violation of what she just asked him to do.
0: Um, I'm sorry, I'm still just looking at the pictures.
1: Stop looking at the lions! <laughs>
0: um, yeah, and then, um, th- this is when we get a more clear picture, because, um, N- N- Nunca and, uh, uh um, Batani, Batani are like getting fire, and you're like, "Why are they getting fire?" Mm-hmm. Um, and you get Kira out on her hunt, and they're out there just being little <laughs> arsons. Um, yeah. They're lighting the pr- plot. They're lighting the Pride Land on fire. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um mm- and this is uh, shortly after kiara discovers that Timon and pumba have been following her, and she's upset. Um. Because she also hasn't caught anything yet, and then she notices the fire, and uh oh, no, it's just a big. Uh oh, there's like a big, it's like a big fire sequence.
2: Yeah, yeah, she's in trouble. Who's gonna save the day?
1: Will it be? And you know, you see Simba's kind of like on Pride Rock, looking out, and he sees the smoke, and he goes, uh oh, and he sends Zazu ahead, um, and you know, rushes off as well. But you know, fire works pretty quickly, and she doesn't know what she's kind of disoriented, it's smoky, she can't breathe and she passes out. And then who should show up? But
0: uh Kovu.
1: Kovu. And it, and he this is again like I think this is kind of like oh what's his plan going to be? Because when he first first approaches her young body um or sorry, her like uh <laughs> limp body, <laughs> it kind of looks like he's going to kill her. Um but then he like picks her up and carries her out of the fire, right? right and uh yeah he he basically does that he carries her out of the fire into safety um i think they're discovered by zazu first right
3: yes, yes. yeah yeah cause, cause, really... oh no <laughs> yeah
1: that's
2: Zazu's is like one big scene pretty much is yes. he, like he discovers them and then he's like trying to urge somebody's like don't let this guy in
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Um, and yeah, again, Sibba's like, you again, like, you know, what did we say before? Stay out. Nala, sorry, not Nala. Uh, Kiara then says, like, no, he saved me. It's fine. Like, and then he says, you know, I'm defecting basically from the Outlands. I want to be good. My mom's crazy. Please let me in. And uh, just like uh, Aladdin, Return of Jafar. Um, Simba says no, but then Kiara says, "You know, like you're out, you're honor bound to let him stay at least for a little bit, and like you know, give him a try." And Simba begrudgingly accepts um, because he is indeed uh, owes him a debt of honor. Right. So, yeah. I just I just noted that I was like, oh, it's the honor thing again because I mean, it's it's an easy way to set up conflict. Yeah. Having like the bad guy have to stay with. The good guys,
2: um, but Simba still doesn't trust him and no. won't let him sleep in the mountain, which I had not realized like before. Oh, they sleep in Pride Rock.
1: Yeah, like in the little cave. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. He has to sleep outside, and he's kind of like doubting himself, right? Isn't he like talking to himself or something during this?
0: Uh, yeah. Um, sorry. Um. Ch- 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 uh, my notes are confusing because my phone kept auto-correcting Simba <laughs> to Simon um
2: a <laughs> different I mean, movie yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh okay I remember now um he tells well, Kiara kind of feels bad for him right and she's like oh we can go hunting tomorrow because he's giving her grief about her bad hunting um so he's like sure whatever and that kind of sets up the next day for them to basically fall in love
2: right yeah. Something that I was worried about at first in my memory was, I'm like, is he trying to get her to fall in love with him? But that's not really it. He just wants to like get close to Simba, and it's like a coincidence, because I'm like, oh yes. no, is this like a thing where he's like gaslighting her the whole time? But It's right. not- yeah. is it a
1: frozen situation. Um, but no, yeah. He's about to kill Simba in the morning, and then she comes up behind him and is like, hey, let's go. And he's like, oh, fuck. Um, which is interesting. Uh, um... But yeah, they go hunting and she teaches him how to have fun, basically, because he still doesn't know. Um, Yeah.
0: Um, to they they talk about roaring. I just want to mention this real quick. They talk Mm -hmm. about roaring and Timon basically does the do the roar from Shrek um, (laughs) (laughs) to to go (laughs) uh, to scare the birds.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's right. The birds. Yes, they come up on the birds. Um funny gags, Timon and Pumbaa, slapstick,
0: basically. Kovu <laughs> is hot, um... It is kind
2: of funny how they use Timon and Pumbaa in this, because Lion King 1, they have a very specific story function, where they're there while well, to, like, be Simba's surrogate father figures and give him a different philosophy than the one he, like, raised up with, and right. there's, no, there's not really a reason for them to be around in this one other than they're, like, maybe Disney's most popular sidekick characters, so they gotta
0: be in it. Right, yeah, you can't... After Lion King exists, you can't have any Lion King thing that doesn't have Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, and like, I think,
2: they're yeah. even in the Lion Guard to some extent, though. They don't have, like, a huge role.
0: Like, yeah, and they, I mean, they made a whole movie just for Timon and Pumbaa to shine, but we'll talk about that later.
2: Is there any Disney sidekick more popular than, like, Timon and Pumbaa? Oh, maybe? The
0: the robot guy from Meet the Robinsons.
3: I can say
2: (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's favorite.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, Um, the octopus from Meet the Robinsons.
2: (laughs) Like, Wilder and Sebastian are the only ones, I think, who kind of come close,
1: maybe. Yeah, I guess, and then Olaf, I mean, it is surprising how popular Olaf is with children.
2: Yeah, Olaf is like the modern Timon and Pumbaa. Olaf yes,
0: sucks.
2: Um. <laughs> Sam comes out with Olaf it. is good. But Frozen 2 does run into a similar thing where they don't know what to do with Olaf really, so as our kids. He thinks he knows um, everything now.
1: Yeah, it's like reduced a bit. And
3: um, also dies. used for
1: emotional impact, yeah. Um, which kids were very upset about. I have this on authority from children. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it sounds I,
0: I if I was a parent when Frozen 2 was out, oh boy, I'd be mad.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I was um, sitting in that theater that night and when that happened, like there was definitely
2: a tension in the room where I was like, oh wow, this is dark.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And then he's just instantly back.
1: You. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> Cause Walla remembers. I say I was actually thinking about like this compared to Frozen Two and how this kind of keeps up more of like an internal logic. Um and builds on the themes from the first movie in a better way than Frozen 2 does, you know? Yeah, Frozen 2 Frozen 2 is a real toss up.
0: Frozen 2 is um. weird. Yeah, yeah I mean,
1: like
2: Frozen 2 but it's very messy as a
1: movie. Yeah, it I I it's like very fun and I I am a person who very much like likes lore, so like learning about like all the different spirits and stuff, I'm like into and like different magic and stuff. Um but it is incredibly messy and it and even though I like, like, the lore, it doesn't make sense while all of a sudden Elsa is the avatar. Kind of. Yeah. Like, it, it's very unclear. Um, but we're not here to talk person 2. We're um, here to
0: talk big. Big on big.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry.
0: Um, we're vaulting the wall. I'm Sam, yes. and I know nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Internal consistency. Um,
2: <laughs> okay, right, ho-vu bond, Hovu what Bond. like you. is. There's enough the courtship that it feels earned.
1: I don't know if I agree. I'm gonna say it. Actually, I could have oh. done with like a bit more, just like a little bit. And I think we're we're about, to, we're, yeah. They do so. Okay, so let's just fast forward this and get to the big uh, upendi in the room. Um, <laughs> um, they, yeah, they they chase some rhinos or some rhinos chase them. They end up in like a tight crevice, and they're kind of like, oh, we're close to each other. Um, and kovu starts opening up to kiara and then Rafiki shows up and says hey guys you know
3: what upendi yeah which bad scene i don't like no
1: yeah upendi bad we all this this is what we're all thinking about right
0: yeah yeah no it's not good
1: uh, yeah, it's basically trying to do the work of Akuna Matata in the, in the sense that it's like a Swahili term used as a song, and uh, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? And it fails at both.
2: Yeah. Okay, that's where it gets, Rush. Like, when it's just like Kovu and Kiara hanging out, I'm like, I like this. There's like kind of a chemistry there. When it's Rafiki yeah. saying, you're in love, Upendi. Upendi or whatever. Yeah. Look at all the dancing rhinoceroses and zebras.
1: Yeah, it doesn't work. I'd much yeah. rather have like a better built montage of them bonding. Cause I feel like they, they are, they clearly are bonding, but I feel like it's not enough to justify like the rest of the actions in the movie. Right. It it doesn't work when like Rafiki tells them that they're in love. Right.
0: Yeah. The scene, yeah. also it just doesn't, I, it doesn't really fit in my opinion. It feels like they're trying to do like visual style of like, uh, I just can't wait to be king, kinda? Where it's- yes. Yeah.
3: yes. Yeah,
0: and, I don't know, I I think this fails on most fronts here. I think Rafiki could have just not really been in this, or, like, use him differently.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's like a crutch, right? Like, why actually go through the work of showing them bonding, um, when you yeah. can just have Rafiki tell them that they're in love?
2: Yeah. The other number between them later does a lot better of a job selling their relationship?
1: Yes, absolutely. I, I was thinking if that was like the only kind of like romance song in the movie that I think that would have been a lot better. Yeah. I am. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Like Sam said, it's very like dramatic cartoony imagery. They're like in a leaf shaped, like a heart. That's a love boat. And they're flying through clouds. Like, right? like they're like, they get into like a hot air balloon kind of thing. Right. At one point.
3: Yeah. Yeah, uh, Lots of animals on their
2: hind legs, which is not something they normally do. No,
0: yep. Which makes me think of, um, can't wait to be king, you know, like...
1: Yes, and it's like bright colors, and...
0: Um, is is this when Simba has his nightmare?
1: Oh, um...
2: Simba's
0: nightmare, I think, is after the first night? It's
2: it's around oh, the time yes. where like Nala's like you gotta ease up on this kid
3: yes okay yes
1: Yes. yes. yeah so, uh, do you want to talk
0: about that Sam i I just thought mentioning like he i I, I kind of liked this like it was him having a nightmare about um one scar through mufasa into the stampede which is you know one of the most horrific scenes in the original Lion King um and they kind of are messing with it because it's like a nightmare so it's like kovu throwing simba in there because he's like thinking that Kovu's gonna overthrow him and
1: I, yeah, yeah he i like this car right yeah i know it's effective and i think also it shows that simba still kind of blames himself for his dad's death
0: yeah yeah no because it it plays out in a couple times like of like, people mixing up who's who and like the whole thing
3: yes Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, okay. I'm gonna be honest. Okay, yeah. here My notes get a little
1: bit fuzzy. Read the plot.
0: Yeah, so. mine do too. Cause I'm looking at this, <laughs> and yeah, that the only thing I wrote about the the song we just talked about was love song with monkey. That's all I wrote. <laughs> um That's why I was a little at first when you brought it up. I was like, wait, what?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So I mean, it's they're in love now. I guess according to Rafiki. Um. And I think Simba does decide to trust him, right? And he kind of there's like a part where he turns his back on Kovu and Kovu doesn't do anything and Vitani and um Noku are watching. fuck, oh, did I fuck up his name again? What's his name? The brother?
0: N- Nunca N- Nuka. Nuka. Sorry. Nuka. Nuka.
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: N- Nunkas yeah, no. <laughs> Nuka's
1: Spanish. Uh, (laughs) Nuka and Vitani are watching and they're like, come on, Kovu, kill him. And he doesn't. So they report back to uh, Vera, who says they have to take things into their own hands because Kovu is evidently getting too comfortable. Um, Yeah. So, like, Kovu got to sleep in Pride Rock. Yeah, he gets to sleep inside this time. It's all good. Then, okay, so what is the conflict here? (laughs) Because I did not write it down.
2: I'll say, before we get to that, I want to point out that Nala is really a non-entity in this movie. Like, Yeah. She's she's never been, like, the strongest, like, female Disney char- character in things in. But here her thing is she basically just telling Simba to ease up and be vaguely supportive and to... Yeah, she fights Vitani at one point near the end, where she's like Vitani, yeah, she and you're like, "Where yeah, did this come
1: from?" Yeah, she's like, she knows Vitani. She calls out specifically, and you're like, "Oh, there's some history here." <laughs> yep. she, yeah, she's doing more than um, Sarabi, Simba's mom from the first movie, but yeah, it's not a whole lot. It's not a very great either. And I, yeah, I think the stage musical does more to make her more of a person, um, and they add in the whole Hamlet thing of, I don't know, Hamlet, maybe like more like Richard the Third thing of Scar wanting to marry Nala in a stage musical. But that's that never gets mentioned in The Lion King, because it is a kid's movie. Um, But
3: let's see, let's see, let's see.
2: But then Kovu and Simba, I think it's when Kovu's gonna tell come clean to Kiara, and then Simba says, take a walk with me. And he basically explains his perspective on the Scar thing, which Mm -hmm. Kovu, of course, has never heard before.
1: Right, yes. And then they get, they kind of get like um, cornered by Zira, Nuka, and Vitani, right?
2: Yeah. Who then does the classic, well, 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 look who put, play- well, yeah. yeah. Good job, Kovu, for following the plan exactly. As Kovu's yes, like, what exactly. are you talking about? Yep, yep, yep. And yep. of course, Simba's like, I knew it, I knew it. Just. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. He kind of is, I, okay. Okay, that must be something else. But one thing leads to another, right?
3: Simba thinks
1: Kovu has betrayed him.
0: And and they all decide to gang up on Simba.
1: They do. He tries to fight them off. And he eventually does, but he's very tired. Um, And in the process of Nuka trying to chase him, he dies. Weird lion dies. avalanche. Yeah.
0: What I wrote.
2: Wanted his mom's love too much. He
1: did. Okay, and this is this is an interesting um, kind of production change. So I think when he dies, he says, um, "I have your attention now, don't I, mother?" or something. And mm. it apparently, again, this is from IMDb, so grain of salt. I guess there was like a an edited version where that that was like a different. The original ending was, or his death was, he died in the movie. He says. I tried my best or something to effect, right? Yes. And I, I think like in an original line, he says, I tried my best, guess I have your attention now, mom, right? Because the entire time um, Jira has been like kind of like shoving him off, like I don't like you as much as I like Kovu, which is just a lot more like vengeful and biteful or like spiteful, you know? Um, yeah. I can understand why Disney was like, hey, maybe cut back on that. And in an original draft of the film, Simba was supposed to die here.
3: Oh. Really? Yes.
1: But they decided it was too similar to the first movie and dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes sense. Um But I think also would have maybe I don't even know. So this is what I think. I feel like there's a draft of this film earlier on where it, there it, there are no Romeo and Juliet elements, right?
0: Um, I, you
1: know, I just don't know where you go after like Simba Kovu kind of killing Simba and then yeah and i feel like that maybe you know he's still scars son um but then sam (laughs) (laughs) Uh, for those of you at home sam has sent mufasa again (laughs) clothed mufasa um yeah simba was supposed to die here which i'm glad they didn't i don't know if you guys agree
0: and no um i um I don't think it makes sense and the title wouldn't be as good
3: cuz
1: Right. So that's why I think it like I feel like this comes from the version that is the Lion Queen, right? Where it's about Nala becoming queen whereas in this she doesn't end up the queen.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah. Simba dying would have been too much.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um and then oh, okay, this is when we okay, right, 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 right. Uh Nuku dies and uh, Vera blames. Is it Vera or Zira?
2: Zira. Zira. Oh my god. And it's Nuka.
1: Right. I'm so sorry. No, Nuka dies. Zira blames Kovu, and uh, so Kovu goes back to the Pride Lands. Oh, and in the process of blaming him, she like swipes upon him and gives him a scar. Uh oh. Oh. <laughs> Um, and, uh, he goes back to the Frylands and we get to another fantastic song.
0: The song, the song, uh, honks. I was going to say something less, um, PG 13
1: friendly. <laughs> yeah.
0: The song the song honks. Yeah, the song's great.
1: I, I think this is maybe, I don't know. He lives in you is really good, but this is the, like the vitriol that, the choir sings the song with comes through so well <laughs> you know
0: He asked for trouble the moment, the moment he came,
1: came. yeah and deception oh uh, it's so good it's so good <laughs> the zebras are so pissed basically simba um bans kovu from the pride lands again and you know all the animals who seemed to be a lot more into, like, hanging around Pride Rock in this movie, um, starts singing One of Us, which is more effective at shaming Kovu than, like, the shame scene from Game of Thrones with Cersei, you know? <laughs> this is one of the scenes I ever most as a kid. I was like, oh, shit, he's in trouble now. Like, this scene, yeah, it honks.
2: it honks. I'd actually forgotten about this scene, but then the moment, like, I, that song started, like, it all came rushing back. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is
1: good. Yeah, the the zebra saying, like, disgrace, like, haunted me as a kid. I was like, where is this from?
0: (laughs) This ends the trilogy of songs that I would keep from this of uh, He Lives in You, My Lullaby, and um, uh, One of Us.
1: So you're dropping the two love songs?
0: Uh, That, yeah, and then We Are One is kind of whatever. It's it's all right. I
1: get them confused. Um, one of Us and We Are One might get the names confused a lot because they both have one in them.
0: Very, very fair. Um,
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, if I was going to add any to a playlist, which, to be fair, haven't gone back to any of the songs really in any of these other sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, the, these ones, there's three great songs from a Disney sequel. So,
1: I will admit, last night I added all of the songs in this movie to my Disney playlist. Ooh. I know. I, I'll probably get rid of um, upendi or upendi, uh, at one point. But you know, I was just doing like a shift-click situation, so they all yeah. got added in. Um, yeah, I know this song's good. Kovu is—they had the great line, "Evil as plain as a scar on his face." So this, along with um, hearing what you said, Kenny, about uh, Kion and his scar, really makes me think what the deal with scar is, or sorry, scars. Um, is in, like, lion culture. Like, imagine if he just got a scar accidentally, you know?
0: Yeah, you're evil.
1: Like, marked yeah. forever as evil. <laughs>
2: it's not even a cursed scar. Like, the ones in, in Lion Guard, how Scar gets his scar is a male lion kind of just starts, like, luring him mm-hmm. off. He's like, you know, if you use that, we could... You could have power and all this stuff. And then his a snake friend, like, attacks him and gives him the scar. And Scar roars them into a volcano.
0: Lion Guard also sounds more explicitly magical than these two movies. Lion King yeah. and Two. Yeah. I would agree. I
3: haven't
2: any of it. I'll say if you YouTube like Lion, Lion Guard, like I think the song... It's I recalled how I got my Scar or when I led the guard. And it's Scar's volcano form singing about how... He became evil, basically. Nice.
1: Where does it rank compared to um, Be Prepared in My Lullaby?
3: Um.
2: Yeah, I'd say it's not as good as either of those one ones, but it's way better than "Appendy."
1: <laughs> I think most things are better than Appendi. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: That song. That song. All right, let's see. Uh. da-da-da-da. Yeah, he's Yara's exiled on
2: Kovu's side.
1: Yes, but- Simba says basically you're granted for life, uh, um, which she quickly ignores.
0: Yeah, pretty. Goes yeah, she, she's. He says like you'll have to have a guard with you always, and then pretty quickly she just leaves. Um, yeah,
1: she says you're not like Mufasa, and Simba's like, oh, what? Um, I think is a good point to make.
2: For someone who's so protective, he really should have just found better bodyguards at some point than Timon and Pumbaa.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder if there's like a, I don't, not that I like 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 a love triangle, but I wonder if there's like a version of this movie where he does give her a bodyguard who's like maybe a kind of jerk lion, sexy from the lion, and, oh, not sexy necessarily.
3: <laughs> I'll find who, a way.
1: Who um who like is Kiara's bodyguard and kind of tattles on her and Kovu, you know, and, and like maybe is like Prism S- Sam.
3: <laughs> Damn it,
2: Sam.
1: <laughs> but um, like, uh, you know, like just like a, also cause like it is, I guess that like, this is the thing with like real life lion prides is that they don't, there's only one male, right? Because he's getting with all the lionesses. Um, but there are like no other guys here. Right, yeah. which somehow and yet is still a very male-dominated movie. But, anyways, anyways, Chiara finds him. They reunite. She's like, "Oh no, we have to fix this." And this is where, like, you kind of feel the lack of a built relationship, I guess.
2: Yeah, like the song does some stuff. Just as the song's very romantic, like yes. of them like trying to find each other. But it is something where you're like. Much like Romeo and Juliet, they've known each other for, like, what, a day, two days? like.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. where I think it could have been, I guess, like, knowing, them knowing each other as cubs as well. You know, like, just, like, having a stronger foundation. I guess this is kind of, like, the Somewhere song. Um, it's called Love Will Find a Way. Like a mm-hmm. nice duet. They kind of, I guess they meet up in a place that was on fire at first, right? Because they, there's sand, and there's, like, plants growing again.
0: Yeah. Yep. That would be my Um, assumption.
1: Mufasa's wind comes back and, you know, kind of swirls around them and approves. (laughs) I think um, Kiara at this point also puts together that we are one. Like, she uses the lesson that Simba uh, taught her and goes, Hey, wait a minute. All of us lions? We're all the same. We're all lions.
0: She puts it together in a way that he didn't mean for, you know? Like, she creates her own meaning for it.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. She yeah. found her way. <laughs> On the path and winding. Sorry. Sorry. Kenny, <laughs> <you> go ahead.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, nothing, really. Yeah, no, that, that's, like, a good scene. oh, so, so again, yeah. like, the reflections merging together is kind of... You're like, okay.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's a bit... I don't know. The reflection thing was kind of sweaty. You know? Um, they're,
2: like, they're movies for children. It's fine.
1: Yeah, it's for children. Again, yeah, this is all for children. We're being perhaps hypercritical, but then again, I don't know, children's media can be as good than other media, so. Yeah.
2: Anyways, uh, we cut back. As shown by the Lion King.
1: Ah, yes, exactly. Um, we cut back and tensions continue to brew amongst Outlanders who, uh, led by a pissed off Zira, decide just to lead a charge against Simba on like, the reckoning that he's already weakened from their earlier fight, which doesn't seem like great logic, but again, you know, it's this movie is only like an hour and 15 minutes long, and we gotta go. So, um right. they decide to have a war, even though there's only like, I don't know, it'd be like a dozen, half a, like, two dozen lions in total.
3: Right?
2: Yeah, uh, that's where the generic design of the lions really, like, goes in, especially especially because well they do sort of do the oh the scar lions kind of look like you know have it's the like darker colors.
1: Kind of, yeah. Well mm. they're
2: all like lionesses who don't even have the manes. It just looks like a bunch of similar looking characters. Finally, and then Batani yeah. who has like her spiky. Yeah,
1: hair. she has like yeah, she looks different because she's a bigger character with a name. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, agreed. It's kinda like, okay. And it's also like there's like, I don't know, maybe let's say like six outlanders. And it, you know, it, again, this is like the, we were talking about earlier, the thing with scale. Um, it's hard to tell how many lionesses are on either side at a time. Like at some points it seems like Pride Rock has more and other times it seems like the outlands have more. Um, I don't know, it starts raining also, you know, for the dramatic tension.
3: Yeah,
0: I think this has a, um. Very clear color palette thing going on where like it, they purposefully are making it darker during this battle
3: mm-hmm.
0: because the reveal later on, um or um era kind of is like we're all one. It brightens yes. up a bit.
1: similar to the end of the Lion King as well. Right, where it's like raining and there's fire. And when Simba finally takes his place, the sun, it stops and the sun opens up. Yeah. Um, yeah. They fight again. I, I kind of, I actually made a note saying like, no fight will be as exciting as the challenge from King of Thieves. I don't know what it is, but like the way they're choreographed, I'm just like, I don't know if you felt the same, Sam.
0: Yeah, I did. I felt like it, like I said earlier, like the music here, it's just like action music. And but like it yeah. doesn't feel like it's going to anything it doesn't feel as effective like i don't know man that that challenge fight is great in king of thieves
1: it really is um yeah. and this is, uh, sorry kenny
0: they're lions there's only so much you can do like in a fight
1: it's also very
3: true
0: it is weird though while i was watching near the end of this i started thinking about lion king in general very brutal as compared to a lot of other Disney stuff. And I think it is because they're animals. Like there's a lot more brutality type or Mm -hmm. just in terms of like how they fight and things. Cause they're having to use like paws and roaring at each other. And it it just always, the hits in, and I mean, there's the famous hit of when Mufasa falls into the stampede. Like when things hit in Lion King, I feel like it hits more than a lot of Disney stuff.
1: Yes, and I think that's also Disney finally, like I don't know, letting themselves kill people. Like do you remember Fox and the Hound? They wouldn't kill Chief because main characters don't die in Disney films. But yeah, you know, like two decades later, you get Mufasa dying in this very traumatic way. Um, yeah, they fight. Uh, there's a river nearby that's about to burst, or like there's a dam that's about to burst. They kind of like find themselves into like a canyon type situation, and it's Simba, Kiara, and Zira. Who are stuck at the bottom fighting this like rushing water? Um,
2: Did and- we jump over when Kiara and Kovu get every other lion except for Zira to like, so, stand in? Yeah. So yeah,
1: they show up and they say, like, you know, stop this. I think this is yeah, Kiara says we are one, and Simba goes, huh daughters learn something
0: yeah and it feels like everything brightens up a bit so then all the lines look more similar so it's less like these ones are um purposefully like a slightly different color like they all kind of look a little more similar i guess i don't know
1: and this is actually also kind of like a nice thing i noticed um, with Kovu as well once he decides to not kill simba is that his um flaws like, aren't showing anymore. So, like, this this is the same thing with Scar in The Original Lion King. You can see his claws at all times. Um, And the same thing with Kovu, until once he decides, like, uh, right about when he's, like, chasing the birds and stuff, his claws disappear. And he becomes, like, a nicer lion. Like, he puts his claws away. And I think that happens with all the lionesses who are outlanders as well here. Just, like, a nice little touch, you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'll I say, it didn't yeah.
2: seem like that convincing a speech, at least for some of the outsiders. Like, because Vitani right away is like, "She's right," and then like all the other ones follow her. But like really, all she's like, "Stop fighting. We're all one pride." In the moment, Simba's like, "Maybe you have a point." And the other ones are like, "Oh, okay. Yes, if Simba wants us back, we're back. Just we're
0: back."
1: God damn it!
0: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was unintentional.
1: No, yeah, I, it's like, it's a common phrase. Uh, um,
0: it's it's hard. This is something I feel like we struggle with every time. It's really hard to describe these action sequences because it's just like stuff kind of happening a lot yeah, of it's time. it's very
1: generic. Um, yeah. and I, especially also, actually, the wrap-ups of these movies too, right? Because I think at this point, this is the longest one they've done yet, but it still feels so shortened compared to the already relatively short length of... Um, like Disney theatrical films at this point that you feel like the story is lacking in some places, yeah, Which, yeah, so yeah, again, like Ki- Kiara can say one dramatic speech that's not too convincing, and all the bad lions can all of a sudden go, Yeah, okay,
2: yeah, um, it. Zira, who won't let go of her pride,
1: no, she won't. Pride and prejudice, no, just kidding. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, God, what if this was an adaptation of *Pride and Prejudice*? That'd Ooh. be something. There we go. Now we're talking Disney. Get on that
2: *Lion King* three.
1: I, oh shit! I'm so, actually. I'm. I guess. I bet if the Disney sequel, like, kind of division had still kept going on, we probably would have gotten like another *Lion King* movie. That's my bet.
0: Because yeah, near the point. end, they were doing threes. It feels like.
1: Yeah, they're yeah. cool. Yeah, they were getting to the threes. I guess *Lion King* one and a half is, I guess, the third movie. But
0: um, excuse me, KT, it's one and a half. That's not a three.
1: But it's the third <laughs> in the series, Um
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yes, they were kind of getting. They were like reaching at the end. Like the, I mean, yeah, the last two like original movies they do were like *Cinderella*, *Twist in Time*, and *A Little Mermaid* prequel. But not now. We don't need to talk about this now. Um yes, Zira will not let go of her pride and there's like this rushing water situation and she ends up in a Mufasa-like situation uh, and Kiara tries to save her and she doesn't. She falls into the water and dies
3: presumably?
0: Yeah. It felt very much like we can't let the heroes kill the villain so the villain has to be so proud that they kill themselves.
1: Okay, well so this is an interesting thing. So again, like cut lines that like make this less brutal than it sounded like it was originally going to be. Um, at one point, I guess, right, she dies in the film, it just kind of, like, seems like she slips off, right? Like, it's yeah. maybe she was too proud to reach for Kiara's yeah. hands, and she does not She, like, paws. tries to
2: swipe at her and slips off, but yes. that wasn't the original plan.
1: The original plan was for her to look at Kiara and say, I would never accept help from you, and throw herself off the cliff.
3: Yeah, Jeez.
1: explicitly killing herself, um, which Disney executives again went, um, maybe <laughs> not."
0: <laughs> yeah, not
3: great. No.
1: Um. Yeah, and you know, pretty much after that, it stops raining. There's also a thing mm. here where, like, Simba kind of is in danger, but isn't. You know, like they say, Simba, but he's fine. I don't know if you guys. Yeah, he's supposed to be
2: weakened, but he really isn't.
1: And it, it, the movie's kind of like he's like kind of slipping down some rocks, and you think like, oh, is he gonna like have be in danger of falling down into th- into the river as well? Um, but that never happens, so.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um after this, we
0: are one.
3: They kind of get married, maybe? I don't yeah. know. I think he like does
1: something with his stick. <laughs> and they are one. <laughs> and Timon and Pumbaa yep. cry. In a kind of like a, oh, a wedding type thing. Yeah.
2: That is a lion marriage. Lion Guard does the same thing at the end with Kion and his ride. There we go.
1: There we go.
0: Lion weddings, am I right? (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) Kenny, where would we be without your Lion Guard knowledge?
0: I know. (laughs) Um, Um, Probably half an
1: hour shorter
2: on the episode. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a beefy one, beefy like Mufasa, in these pic sending.
0: Yes, <laughs> he's hot. Um, okay. this was trending on Twitter. I swear. Okay, okay. I
2: don't Both know how. Taking sure. the
0: nonsense and the blankies, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um,
1: I like, I like, I like the end when they all roar. Like that's how it ends. Um, we are one is kind of playing in the background, and they uh, roar. You know.
0: Yeah. They all, they all roar together, because they are they are one.
1: They're one. The Mufasa wind is also... Oh, right, yeah. Mufasa wind is kind of, like, blowing, and then you look up at the clouds, and Mufasa is there and says, like, well done, or something.
0: He says, that's all, My folks. Is- <laughs> Neera <laughs> does kind of get what she
2: wants. Like, Kovu's gonna be the next king. It's just not how yeah, she had wanted that it. Out.
1: Yeah, like, it's, you know, maybe Scar... It- wouldn't it be cool if there was, like, a prophecy or something? What if there was, like, an anti-Rafiki, you know?
3: Ooh. There was, like, a
1: prophecy being, like, Kovu will be king, but, you know, okay. some Greek, you know, kind of, like, Greek mythology style, like, not in the way you expect situation.
0: Something I want to bring up. We mentioned how there's no hyenas. I think no. the reason there are none is it makes the ending more muddled, because this this whole movie makes the first Lion King weird to me because the first one they are like, no, Scar, you can't be in charge and like your weird hyenas, like it would throw off the balance of nature. Then this movie, they allow the evil lions to live there and it's fine but because they're lions. I feel like if the hyenas were there, they'd be like, uh, sorry, n- no, um, <laughs> you're not a lion.
1: I guess it's more like a Civil War situation, right? Because it's implied that Zira and the other lionesses were part of the pride and then supported Scar, right? And not Simba?
3: Okay. Yeah.
2: It's yeah, okay. they d- they weren't really on the, like, hyenas. Like, li- again, their first Lion Guard appearance there, explicitly, like, going against the hyenas. The Lion Guard also makes clear there- there's good hyenas. Hyenas can be good, too.
0: Yeah, I think it just all makes the first Lion King more muddled in my head.
2: I think those are also the villains in the Timon and Pumbaa cartoon, if I'm remembering that right.
1: Yeah, they do show up in the Timon and Pumbaa cartoon. So it's pos- in, a, in a villainous sense, yeah.
2: So it's possible they get chased off at the end of there? Because there's definitely a line, line where I was like, this is even creepier than when, like, hyenas used to be here.
1: Yeah, when they're in, um like, Scar's old hangout, when they're getting the fire for the hunting scene. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I wonder, so... This is actually like fun Lion King tidbit. Disney animators worked with um, some like hyena rescue association or something. And they told them that like the hyenas were going to be displayed in a positive light in the movie. And then they weren't. And the group, like this hyena rescue group, like denounced the Lion King for oh. showing the hyenas as evil and like dumb again. Huh. So I wonder if like that Lion Guard thing is like, oh shit, we did wrong by those hyenas away.
2: There is still like an antagonistic like hyena but then again at the end of like this scar arc he realizes he's like hey you know maybe we're not so different and there's also a scene where Simba explicitly like accepts him which again having learned the lesson of he learns in this one which is not everyone not everyone who maybe once wronged me is evil. Yeah
1: and I I do think maybe like the hyenas in the first movie and not, you know, kind of, like, messing up the ecosystem plays into more of, like, the first movie's ideas of the circle of life, right? And, like, um, a balanced nature and ecosystem, whereas this one is more focused on family, right? And more, I guess more about the lions explicitly rather than all of nature.
2: Right. Yeah. Which one did you like more here, Sam?
0: You're a big Lion King fan, right? (laughs) (laughs) Are you trying to set me up to get roasted on the fire kenny (laughs) i like lion king one more it's a better movie it's just i don't know this opening song i gotta say um he lives in you slaps hard i think i like he lives in you more than circle of life um the it it just slaps and i was like damn is this gonna be better and then timon started talking and i was like oh no (laughs) never mind um
2: (laughs) it's not better it is good
1: yeah, this it's is good. good. It's, again, it's hard to beat like one of the best animated films of all time, slash yeah. one of the best films generally of all time.
0: Exactly. Um, <laughs> um,
1: I guess we can talk about like receptions now. Like, I uh, this was very popular. Um, the original VHS tapes cost twenty seven dollars, which I you know like VHS was like not a cheap technology, but that just sounds insane, you know yeah $27 um disney really pushed the marketing on this they had like billboards and bus ads and stuff from this la times article i was reading um i think this might have the highest rotten tomato score of any disney sequel
2: really reviewed it like
3: yeah. hmm. um
1: it early again this is like an la times article that came out shortly before the movie does And they said that early reports that the animation was better than earlier DTV sequels, which, yeah. um, But I think it's currently at a 62%. Everything else we've covered, at least this far, has been in the 30s. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, everything we've covered so far has pretty low. Um, So
1: people are getting behind this. And it's yeah, it's easy to see why. It's like a decently made movie.
2: Yeah, like you said, this is like kind of a turning point for them in terms of they start... They start making a lot more direct-to-video sequels, but at least for a while, they start trying to put care into them.
1: Yes. More yeah. so than just, like, an afterthought of, oh, we made this for TV, I guess we can also make it a movie. Which is very much what Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, oh, uh, okay, also, apparently, another, uh, according to another article, it got a limited theatrical release in some cities. Wow. Hmm. So it's not going to be like the big theatrical release like Return to Neverland and Jungle Book 2 will be, but you know, like Disney has enough, enough confidence in the Lion King property and this movie that they release it theatrically, which I think
0: is... You know. uh, that's cool.
1: Yes, in this LA Times write-up, our good friend Sharon Morrill, who is like the leader of these sequels, says the goal of our division is to change that, that being the assumption that sequels are very bad or cheaply made. And the only way to change that is to make great movies. And sooner or later, the consumer or audience will see this, not just the secondhand storytelling, which I think is an interesting approach. I mean, I guess it's also like sooner or later, the consumer will just get used to it and buy it anyways, right? <laughs> because their kid yeah. wants to see more of Simba and stuff. But um, And this is also when she doubles down on their plans to make four direct-to-video sequels a year, um, oh along with new projects, not just sequels doesn't really come true until around 2003 or four but they had obviously this is 1998 so they're they're planning this you know they're they're working away over there in australia and the philippines and burbank and canada actually
3: oh, oh. um
1: that, that's actually the i think most of this was animated in australia with some pickups in canada and the philippines <laughs> so Great White North
3: <laughs> has nothing yeah, to go do with Canada.
1: Yet. Yeah, there you go, go Canada. Um, let's see what else. Da, 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 da. That's all I have really on like the production. I guess at one point, Vitani's character is going to be renamed um, Shetani.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Wonder but, why they changed that.
1: And, well, the reason IMDb gave, gave was because that means devil, and once again, Disney thought that was too harsh. Um, but, yeah, my mind immediately went to because it sounds like something else that I don't think Disney wanted uh, kids repeating, if you get if you get what I mean. Yeah,
2: especially kids just learning how to talk. Just...
1: Um, some other things. Zira means hate. Kovu means scar, which, oof. And Nuka means bad smell. All in, um, like, Swahili.
2: Oh, okay. What does scar mean in Swahili?
1: I don't know. Like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like I said earlier, this is like this seems to be like the Disney sequel that seems to have a in kind of in comparison to other Disney sequels, the biggest lasting impact on like Disney canon in a way that I think won't. I guess we've never had the chance to see it like reciprocated before. Um, the only other instance I can think of is the Tangled series. And it having to reach the conclusion to where the characters look like they will in the marriage short that was released before that series premiered. Yeah, good movie. Yeah.
3: It's yeah. a good.
0: It's a good movie. I, this is my number one now. Um, I'm a big fan of this one again. as
2: a, As a kid, this was definitely my favorite of direct to video sequels. I probably watched it as a kid more than I did lot- the original, actually. Ooh, and interesting. Again, this held up pretty well.
1: Yeah, it does. I think it builds on, um, like, the consequences, I guess, of the original movie in an interesting way. And it, if, and I probably because of the nature that it is the first one to focus on a child of the protagonist.
0: Is it like? Because later sequels that focus on the child, they just kind of make the child the same as the adult, and this one they, because it's the first one, they might try a little harder to make it work?
3: Yes. Yes.
1: I think that's a good way of putting it. Um, And I think because of the kind of like deeper themes of The Lion King, they can kind of have more freedom to explore different things that are related, but not the same, unlike say, like, The Little Mermaid 2, which kind of ends up being the same note. Even though I like The Little Mermaid 2, um, I think it doesn't really explore much different territory from the first, you know?
2: Right. Hey, Little like Mermaid. Mermaid 2's very different. She wants to go in the water, not
1: the land. I know, but... <laughs> it's Universal. I,
0: I didn't know that. That's a spoiler. Spoiler,
2: Sam. Don't listen to that it. last 30
1: seconds when you're
2: no, too bad that's... I
0: have to edit this. <laughs>
1: Little Mermaid 2 episode is gonna be a barn burner.
2: If someone else had claimed Lion King 2, I would have gone for Little Mermaid 2 as my second pick.
1: Little Mermaid 2, spoiler alert, I think is like my favorite of all the sequels. That's certainly the one I think I remember watching the most as a kid.
2: My little um, sister had a Little Mermaid 2 poster in her room as a kid. Nice. Wow.
1: And I think that's the only one at the off the top of my head that can rival um this in terms of like opening songs. I'll say it. Oh. Teaser
0: um, So just As like some final housekeeping I just want to send this for you guys So you can see this <laughs> I'm it, Sam oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hot Mufasa <laughs> This is an audio, audio medium uh, <laughs> I'll, We'll post it on the Twitter tweet it.
1: Every- Yeah. <laughs>
0: I just wanted to say it enough on the pod to where KT has to post it on the yeah. I'll
1: have to do it and I won't like it, but
0: (laughs) this is our dynamic. She hates everything I do.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah. Okay. Housekeeping. Um, Unless you guys have any more final thoughts on Lion King two Simba's pride.
0: I think the title works really well. Like, I don't know why I was flabbergasted when Kenny said that because it does it works on many levels and I was shocked by that
1: <laughs> yeah it does it's great I actually when I just yeah, said the title I, again I, I thought the same I thing I said everything I
2: need to say about Lion King 2
1: yeah that's a great what a great title and you know what what a great movie yeah, yeah good time um, next week we are covering an extremely goofy movie My hoo maxi goofy movie <laughs> um which should be fun. We'll have another guest over for that. Uh, and yeah, stay tuned next week for that. Uh, Kenny, thank you so much for joining us and teaching us the ways of the Lion Guard.
2: Thanks
3: and for having me. This was yeah, a lot of fun. Time.
0: I finally learned how to master my roar. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm excited to be on what I assume will be the longest episode yet. Um, Probably. Yeah, probably. I don't
1: know. We'll see. Uh, congrats also for being the first guest.
0: Yeah,
2: mm. yeah. Hopefully, cool. I set like a very high standard for future guests. I think
3: hopefully, you will.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. I'll, they'll be compelled to watch whatever like animated series vaguely ties into the movie.
3: We, <laughs> you, you set watch a watch higher videos. bar.
0: You set a higher bar than one of the hosts on the show. You came more <laughs> prepared than me. <laughs> That's at
1: least you watched the movie. At least you watched the movie. That is true. Um, yeah, this, this has been vaulting the wall. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow us on Twitter, uh, where we will be posting Hot Mufasa along <laughs> with this episode link and more fun facts. Uh, it that is at vaulting the walt. Um, yeah, reach out to us. Send us fan mail. Tell us what we're wrong about. You know, interact with us. We all love. We love to see it.
0: We we do love to see it. Um, thank you again to Kenny for coming on the show.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I, you know, uh, 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 so the podcast. Honestly, I was either googling or thinking about Hot Mufasa. So sorry if I was quiet.
3: <laughs>
2: great, great. Thank you for telling us that.